Trials and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we'll make it just put your trust in him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all. Listening to the Get Happy with Jay podcast. I'm your host, Jatan Woods. I want to say an extra special hello to any new listeners. We're working hard to grow our audience and slowly but surely it's happening. If this is your first time, please send me a message on the website gethappywithjay.com or on our Facebook page of the same name, of course. For everyone else, your continued support means so much. This episode is all about one of my loves, which happens to be the sport of tennis. I've been wanting to do a tennis episode for some time now. I've been in talks with several tennis experts, including some well-known ones, but our schedules have been in conflict and just poor timing in general. But I couldn't wait any longer, so I am happy to have you guys all to myself to talk about all things tennis. Tomorrow is the start of Wimbledon 2019. And if you're not a huge tennis fan like me, it's the oldest of the Grand Slams. It has the most history and prestige of all of the Grand Slams. It's also the third slam of the year, and that marks kind of our halfway point of this current tennis season. There's history to be made, and I can't wait First, let me go back in time and tell you how I fell in love with tennis. The first matches I can remember watching were ones with some of the greats of the sport, including Billie Jean King, Chris Evert, Martina Navratilova, Tracy Austin. Well, you get it. I'm aging myself, but that's okay because I am grateful for every single day that I've been blessed with. I also had the pleasure of watching some of the great African-American players from back in the day, such as the late great Arthur Ashe, Zena Garrison, and more. I couldn't wait until one of the major tournaments made it to the limited broadcast television channels I had in my home. We didn't have cable back then. We were poor, you guys. I liked it so much that I saved my little allowance and bought a tennis racket and a couple of cans of balls to play with. I would walk to the elementary school, which was just a couple of blocks from my house, and I'd hit balls against the side of the building for hours and hours at a time. I really didn't think about playing in school until high school when in one of my PE classes, that teacher also happened to be the girls tennis coach. When we got around to playing tennis that year in PE, he came up to me and he was really impressed with my skills. He couldn't believe that I had never been to a tennis camp and hadn't had any formal training. He wanted me to go out for the team. 
at that time, it was very expensive to play that sport. And like I had said earlier, my grandmother and I were very poor. I knew we could have probably gotten some assistance for me to be able to play because I was just that good. But my grandmother, she was really a proud woman. If she couldn't afford something, it was not going to happen. She was not going to ask for a handout. But however, I did go behind her back to try out and I did really well. I wanted to see where my game lined up with the other girls who were actually experienced players. I won my first match and I was so excited. So that's kind of how my love for all things tennis began. After that, I would talk some of my friends every now and then into playing with me on the weekends and we'd hit up the local courts. There was a private university not far from where I lived and their courts were always open to the public. And guess what? They even had grass courts and I loved them. I fell in love with how quick the courts played differently from hard courts and the unpredictability of the ball bounces on the uneven ground. It was heaven. So, of course, I love to watch the matches on the lawns of Wimbledon. I said earlier that history could be made this year, and I meant it. Everyone is looking to see Serena Williams' form. She's been having some health issues and some issues with her knee, but if she's healthy... This could be her 24th Grand Slam, which ties the all-time record that she would be sharing with Australia's legend, Margaret Court. But we have to see how her body holds up. I watched her pre-tournament press conference just yesterday, and you guys, I hate to say it, but she was not exuding much confidence. She hasn't had much match play and she says she's only been practicing for like literally two weeks. So fingers crossed, but I'm not sure. I just want her to be able to have fun and enjoy this part of her career because sometimes there's so much heavy expectation, the weight of that on her shoulders. I think it makes it uh, just harder for her to enjoy this sport that she loves. So even more than her winning as, as many matches as she wins, I just want her to be able to go out there and enjoy herself. Roger Federer could break his own record. He's won Wimbledon eight times, which breaks a record. And with number nine, like I said, he could break his own record. So that's history that could be made as well. We could also see first-time winners on either the men's or women's side. Although one of the big three on the men's side will definitely be favored to win. And if you don't know a lot about tennis, the big three are current number one, Novak Djokovic. Roger Federer, and the amazing Rafael Nadal. Of those three, I predict another win from last year's winner, Novak Djokovic. My heart wants Federer to win, as he just happens to be my favorite male player of all time. I also want him to be able to pad his Grand Slam title record a bit. He leads with 20, but Nadal is nipping at his heels with 18. You can't count Federer out at Wimbledon because it's his favorite tournament. It's the one that he's won the most of all the Grand Slams in his um, impressive resume. And he comes in with a lot of confidence. He just won a tournament in Germany two weeks ago, Halle, and that was his ninth win there. So he's coming in with some confidence, and grass is his favorite surface. He's also healthy and he's eager for another win at this tournament. 
Nadal would be the least likely of the three, as it is well known that clay is his favorite surface. And usually by this time of year, his body kind of breaks down a bit. He has such an aggressive game style that has really been hard on his joints over the years, especially his knees. So this time of year, his results usually start to slow down. On the women's side, it's always pretty much wide open. Literally anyone could win. Current world number one, Ash Barty, just won her first tourney on grass at Birmingham two weeks ago and won her first Grand Slam ever at the French Open just last month. Last year's winner at Wimbledon, Angelique Kerber, could really repeat. She has shown that she is really tough on the grass and she has grown to love that surface. Patrika Vitova, who has won Wimbledon twice, she could be a contender, but it looks like she's nursing an arm injury right now. And that's huge because at Wimbledon, the serve is something that you really, really need to have cracking. So she's kind of iffy. Serena, when she's healthy, she can beat anybody and she's always going to be a contender because even when her body's not 100% she just has the heart of a champion and she has everything going for her she has the best serve ever in the women's game if that knee is okay then she's going to be using her famous movement she's always been the best mover in the game as well so we'll see um since coming back from having baby olympia her results haven't been that great. I mean, although we have to say she was runner-up at Wimbledon last year and she was also runner-up at the U.S. Open. So that was impressive, but it uh, definitely fell short of what she wanted to accomplish. And one thing that has concerned me about her game since coming back is her serve has been gone. It surprises me how much it has not really been talked about. Because um, I think people just don't want to go there because her serve is so important to her overall game. But it really honestly has not been there. But the good news is, although she lost early at the French Open last month, that was the best serving I've seen from Serena since her comeback. So a good serving Serena is a warning to everyone else in the field. So she could definitely be a contender for that 24th Grand Slam here at Wimbledon. My heart is with her for the win. That's who I want to win. I hate to say it, but I would have to give the edge overall to Angelique Kerber. She was runner-up at Eastbourne this past weekend. She's playing some great tennis. She's had an iffy year overall, but as the months go on, her game is picking up, so she definitely could repeat, although I want Serena for the win. Venus Williams, Serena's big sister, has won Wimbledon five times, but comes into the tournament with lots of questions about her game. The last couple of seasons have shown some really mediocre results for her. She continues to battle with uh, the autoimmune disease Sjogren's syndrome, which causes fatigue and joint pain. And, and Venus is 39 years old. You know, father time is the biggest enemy to any world-class athlete. And uh, we are seeing the effects with Venus, especially with this disorder that uh, she battles with every day. So for Venus, she needs a good draw, 
good weather, and some good luck. And speaking of her, let's get into day one action. She will be playing the youngest female player in the tournament this year, which happens to be 15-year-old Coco Goff. Coco is definitely the future of tennis, having won some junior slams already in her young career. This could be a popcorn match of the new and old guard, and it has some upset potential. But I think the moment is going to be too big for Coco. I say Venus will win in straight sets. Also up on Monday, Naomi Osaka, who was just recently dethroned as world number one. She's playing someone who just beat her two weeks ago, so this could be an upset match as well. However, I think Naomi felt a lot of pressure when she was world number one and her results were really kind of eh. Um, I think she really kind of bowed to that pressure. But now that she is no longer number one, I think that may free her up to feel less pressure and she could come out slinging. But we'll see. Anybody can win, as I said. Also playing tomorrow is Simona Halep. Also, newlywed Carolyn Wozniacki and Carolina Pliskova. Top men playing Monday include world number one Novak Djokovic, Stan Wawrinka, Stefano Tsitsipas, and Kevin Anderson. Novak plays a tough opener with Germany's Philip Kohlschreiber, who Philip could really take it to him if he's having a good day. I doubt he beats Novak, but I wouldn't be surprised if he at least takes a set off the number one. The potential upset matches to watch for include the one I already mentioned with Coco versus Venus, also Naomi Saka versus Yulia Putinseva. Day two at Wimbledon will feature Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, Kay Nishikori, Serena Williams, Ash Barty, and Angie Kerber. All of these matches should be straightforward wins, no upsets. The big excitement could be from some amazing next-generation players who are beginning to really step into their game. Newbies to watch this tournament include, on the men's side, Felix Auger-Aliassime, Riley Opelka, and Taylor Fritz. Fritz is fresh off his first tournament win ever this past weekend in Eastbourne. Some young players to watch include Coco Goff, who we've already mentioned, Anna Anasimova and Diana Yastremska. Those are exciting players to look out for. I already told you my likely picks to win are Djokovic and Kerber, but my heart wants Federer and Serena. Now some possible dark horse winners could be one of the following on the men's side, Stefano Tsitsipas, he's had some really great results this year. Dominic Team, who's proven to be tough on all surfaces. And Milos Raonic, who has been a past finalist at Wimbledon and has the perfect big game and that big serve on grass. On the women's side, look out for Sofia Kennan, Donna Vekic, or Belinda Bencic. And remember that, like I said, on the women's side, things are way more unpredictable and open for any number of different outcomes. So I have to also give honorable mentions to Victoria Azarenka, Garbina Muguruza, Kiki Burtons, and Joanna Kanta. 
see how many different women have chances to win. It's going to be crazy. So thanks, you guys, for giving me this opportunity to talk your ear off about all things tennis. If you want to follow the action, you can download the official Wimbledon app to keep up on the latest news and scores. London is six hours ahead of us, so that means... On day one, it's going to be well underway by the time we get up for work. If you have the tennis channel, you can watch replay action in the evening. That's it for now, you guys. Who are your favorite players and why? You can feel free to join the conversation, and you can also send me some positive vibes as I send them off to Roger Federer and Serena Williams, okay? I know it's so silly because whoever wins will have earned it, but... I have a right to my favorites, okay? So once again, join the conversation by sending me a comment on our website or on our Facebook page. Until next time, do something to make yourself happy. It's not selfish, it's self-care. And for me, that's going to be hours of blissful tennis viewing for the next two weeks. Take care, you guys. Tell me how-